Hello and welcome to Sportsian's new edition of uh, podcast. Uh, we call it the Perspective. Uh, so we want to discuss uh, the various uh, sporting events uh, going on around the world. And since cricket is our favorite, uh, we'll start it off with uh, the test series that has been recently concluded uh, between England and West Indies. I'm Himant and joining with me is uh, Vignesh. Hi Vignesh, how are you? Hi Himant, I'm good. So, How's uh, it going? Uh, it's good, it's good. Uh, so, are you excited that at least there is some sport uh, to be watched, right? Uh, uh, there's a lot. Definitely. There's a lot going on around the world and uh, it's a relief that uh, we at least uh, have that option of getting some action to be seen and all. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Human. So, yeah, so we'll start it off. Uh, so, yeah. So, what were your thoughts? I mean, uh, when when the England and Westerners were touring, uh, were you sure that this would be the scoreline of 2-1 or uh, you had any other thoughts? I was pretty confident that England was going to win the series. But then after seeing the first match, I felt uh, that, uh, uh, you know, for England to get back into the series the way they did, it would have been pretty difficult. But then uh, they made it seem really easy. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in an interesting stat here, actually. So, this is the first time England has won a series after uh, going 1-0 down and uh, since the 19th century. So, the last time they have won the series after going 1-1 down was way back in 19th century. And uh, it's a tremendous feat for them personally uh, as a team that to achieve this. Uh, and I felt that England would have gone 3-0. As you said, like, I, thought of, I thought that England will clean sweep the series anyways. Uh, I, I mean, uh, since... West Indies is a T20 horsepower. Everybody knows that West Indies is a T20 horsepower. And as a test team, they're still struggling to establish that. And uh, so I thought that uh, England will definitely would have clean swept the series. But West Indies definitely sprung in a surprise there, right? Um, like, uh, they've, yes. they've got some cards right in the first uh, test, at least. So, um, so, we'll talk about the England team first, uh, the England cricket team. Uh, so there are there were some standout performances uh, will come one by one uh, the first one is obviously uh, ben stokes um, so so what do you think of ben stokes uh, he's been a pretty like unbelievable at times in the recent times at least yeah him and i feel that he's uh, one of the best players in all three formats across over the at least the past two years he's been extremely consistent and he's been like uh, uh, that go-to person for England. I think they have never had any go-to person in the past. Yeah. Uh, we can all compare him to Flintoff, but I feel that he's much more effective than Flintoff in terms of uh, batting. And uh, definitely, we obviously remember the World Cup finals innings against New Zealand and then that uh, Ashes uh, test win against Australia, where he single-handedly took them uh, in the Headingley test. And yeah. he's just carrying out the, his good form even after this break. And it's really, you know, uh, good to see that uh, such a person who's in high-level confidence is able to continue no matter what breaks uh, is being thrown at him. Yeah, and and it's, it's interesting, right? How uh, he has turned things around uh, from going, I mean, being hit for four sixes in a T20 World Cup final when you needed to defend uh, 24 or 25 odd runs. Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult for anybody to come out of that situation. At least making a point, like I mean, at least holding on to a place in the national squad uh, would be a huge feat. And he coming out and uh, producing such uh, innings. 
I mean, and I feel that the most interesting fact, fact about Ben Stokes is like his ability to switch on and off uh, between the T20 modes and the test cricket mode. I mean, we've seen it in the second test where he has been patiently batting in the first innings. And once he felt that uh, he needed to switch and he just switched like it's just a flip of a button. And he has been unbelievable in the second innings. He opened the batting and he just went on as if he's playing a T20 match. Uh, do you think that this is something uh, exciting about test cricket nowadays? Uh, because most of them are T20 players. Like you take every play, every team has T20 players and they have that ability to switch immediately according to the situation. I mean, previously when you see test cricket, uh, when with the traditional test cricket, it's all about like blocking, firing out your opponent, then start scoring runs. Uh, do you think that will change from now? Uh, the teams will, uh, uh, not only England, like every team will have a different approach uh, with that. Uh, first off, yeah, Ben Stokes, uh, you know, that's what makes him a champion. You know, uh, losing your country, the World Cup, it can shatter anybody's confidence. But that's what made him a champion that night, you know, that uh, uh, ability to hit back. And uh, yes, coming to Test cricket, you know, being aggressive, uh, definitely, you know, the game is changing. Uh, the pitches are, uh, the grounds are becoming shorter. The pitches are becoming much more easier to bat on, especially in the first few days. So definitely, you know, all teams are going to uh, make the best out of it. And, you know, with the advent of T20 cricket uh, seeping deep into all formats of cricket, you can see, uh, obviously, any team will definitely have that, uh, you know, the hitter kind of person who takes advantages of these conditions and uh, for England, Ben Stokes has been doing it exceptionally well. And of course, like you have said that his ability to switch on and off, you know, like from being a blocking player to being an attacking player, uh, that is definitely a hallmark of, a, a, you know, a, a very confident batsman. Not everybody can do that, you know, uh, playing according to the situation. We can see a very few people like KBD players who can actually play both ways yeah. well and Ben Stokes is uh, one of them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he's been a revelation for to world cricket, not only to England cricket. And we talk about one another player who has been hit for six sixes in a T20 World Cup. And it nearly caused England that T20 World Cup. But still, he came out very strongly after that. I mean, it's been uh, it's, it's been 13 years that uh, since the incident has been passed. But still, people talk about Ben uh, Stuart Broad and the six sixes. But I think he definitely would want people to talk about the 500 test wickets right now. Yes, yes, Himant. Uh, he has been absolutely exceptional, especially in England. Uh, we can see that he took eight wickets against Australia in one innings. Like all these things are, uh, you know, being overshadowed by what has happened 13 years back. Uh, I feel that it's a pity, but uh, Stuart Broad has never let that, uh, you know, bring him down. Uh, like I said, it's a hallmark of champions, you know, to uh, put behind the bad memories and to carry forward. And he's just a seventh player to get 500 wickets. It's uh, an absolutely exceptional feat. Yeah. And also, I mean, I felt that maybe if he was in the first test uh, included in this work, England, England would have gone easily. Like, uh, the England would have easily clean swept. Because they had uh, West Indies on floor at the second innings when they were 36 for four, I guess. Chasing 200, and uh, no team scored 200 in Southampton. So uh, that should have been a breather. I mean, if Broad was there, I don't think uh, West Indies stood a chance there. But uh, yeah, so what do you think? Should have should Broad have been should have been included in the squad, or do you think England is looking into the future right now? Uh, 
definitely i think that broad should have been in the first test i mean if england wanted to explore op- options they should have done it after they had won the series like if they had won the first two test matches maybe the third test match they could have given broad rest but you know to put themselves in that sort of position by losing the first test obviously they missed their captain joe root and uh, stuart broad was actually very disappointed uh, you know he openly said that uh, he was surprised that he was not selected for the first test which was justified because uh, west indies swing bowlers like shannon gabriel uh, had a lot in the test match yeah so i felt that definitely had brought played uh, could have been much difficult for the west indies uh, granted that their bowlers did well but again their batting has been their achilles heel this uh, season and uh, maybe stuart broad could have won them the first test match do do you think england's top order issues have been sorted i mean they didn't have a reliable opening partnerships uh, like since alistair cook has departed from the uh, test cricket scenario do you think uh, do you agree that uh, at least in the form of rory burns and uh, sidbley or uh, the coming talent do you think england have made their peace with the opening partnership uh it's going to take some time obviously to fill alistair cook's shoes uh sibley and burns are doing a pretty good job and uh, of course england have other opening you know batsmen as well uh but it's going to take some time and uh, you can't expect results instantly yeah so like i would say that it's a you know it's a work in progress maybe uh, you know another year year and a half and obviously this batting has not been tested overseas yeah so, uh as i mean uh, like they can afford to take risks as long as they have experienced batsmen like uh, root and stokes down the order so, yeah but again like uh, for any team which is in a transition phase uh, the captain has to you know uh, uh, give faith to their players like uh, should not be dropped immediately if they don't perform so you know uh, showing some faith in the players uh, uh, helps them a lot in confidence and of course sibley has uh, Sibley and uh, Rory Burns have been pretty. They've not been very bad. They've been shown some promise. So maybe I feel that you know give them some more chance to prove themselves. Yeah, definitely. That that's the case with West Indies. Uh, sorry, England. Now uh, talking about West Indies, uh, there's 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 a lot of lot of talk about West Indies. Uh, the team. I mean, first of all, they should be given the due credit. Uh, traveling during this pandemic, agreeing to settle in a bio uh, environment where they were just at least England players were. Uh, I think they were some of them went home. So they were traveling by their own cars and all. But uh, West Indies team have been traveling only through team buses and have been staying in team hotels. It it, it takes a mental toll on players also. uh but uh, but the first test has been exceptionally well for them they i mean they, are, they have produced uh, their best batting performance in the first innings uh, scoring uh, 300 and above that's the only highest score as a team they've scored so do, what do you think like what went right in the first inning uh, first test and uh, what could have uh, west indies done to at least uh, uh, i mean to um, maybe at least score some decent uh, respectable runs rather than just winding out uh, very cheaply uh yeah so the conditions in southampton and old trafford uh, actually they were not very different uh, but west indies batting made it seem that it was two completely different pitches uh their batting had failed miserably in the second and third test uh, like they did not even pose any challenge to uh, broad anderson and wokes uh, i felt that the foot movement was absolutely terrible from even their uh, top batsmen like uh, brathwaite and hope uh 
of course like they uh, would score 20 runs 30 runs and then they would just uh, you know throw their wicket away uh, they did not apply themselves uh, they did not read the bowlers it was like very typical like you you can clearly see what uh, broad and anderson's uh, strategy was to take wickets and it seems like the west indies bowl, uh, batsmen did not even uh, you know uh, judge what the bowlers were going to do and uh, they did not apply themselves no foot movement no fight and it was like uh, really disappointing to see uh, you know them collapse in the uh, old trafford test especially after winning the first test we expected uh, west indies to show much more uh, grit uh, which unfortunately they did not do actually what i felt is like uh, they have lacked that beginnings uh, i mean they got starts the 30s 40s 50s uh bradpest has scored some runs uh, blackwood has scored some runs uh, but it's just that uh, they were not able to convert them into big ones nobody has scored a century uh, dash was the 95 in the second innings uh, um and also uh, their bowling has been a pretty decent one uh, but i think i felt that they should have uh, preserved the shannon gabriel for the second test maybe let him rest for that five days and maybe would have come stronger in the third test uh but they have persisted with the same 11 there and it is evident that they were tired because the the gap between tests was very low it's like only 3 day gap between tests and uh, they were definitely not uh, not in a uh, what do you say a home territory they are in an enemy territory and it it, it always takes toll on the uh, fast bowlers uh do you think holder missed the trick by not uh, using the bench that he had by just sticking with the 11 from the start uh yeah definitely uh, there was not much rotation between the west indies team uh, throughout the three tests i think uh, there was only one change which was uh, cornwall for uh, alzari joseph yeah uh, i'm not sure there might have been other changes but definitely holder uh, did not utilize his bench properly especially after uh, a lot of batsmen failed to make use of the opportunities which they got uh, campbell for example did not uh, you know score a lot of runs uh, brathwaite was you know he scored a 70 uh, here and there but then again he wasn't very uh, convincing uh, shane dowrich uh, he was not very convincing so definitely uh, again i also think that they did not even have a lot of uh, bench strength uh, maybe a fast bowler they had but uh, batting wise uh, they did not uh, have much to explore also so i don't know if you can actually blame holder there was this uh, wicket keeper batsman uh, joshua de silva he actually had a really good uh, warm up match but then he wasn't given a chance uh, holder stuck to his 11 and bowling wise yeah uh, shannon gabriel i feel that uh, resting him uh, might not have been a good decision because he you know in the first test match he was the man of the match he played exceptionally well so maybe holder went with his gut feeling Mm-hmm. but yeah again like it is a combination of factors they did not have a deep bench strength and holder did not rotate so like everything you know played into the hands of england yeah at least in the third set instead i mean uh, i did not understand i mean i i don't even remember when a visitor side went with two spinners in england uh, because england pitches are not obviously spin friendly they're they're seam friendly and uh, even india when india travel they travel with only one spinner they don't want to waste the chances on two spinners so but holder took the gamble and uh, played with the second spinner in the third test actually he should have, he could have gone with uh, shimar holder 
the fast bowler you were talking uh, he had i mean uh, he is yet to prove on the international scenario but he had some pretty interesting numbers in first class cricket uh, i mean he has taken 36 wickets at uh, 18 average uh, in the last uh, first class season maybe it i mean we don't know as you said it's just there are a lot of factors uh, to be uh, taken in uh, maybe it might have worked it might not have worked uh, in perspective uh, in, in hindsight everything makes sense uh, but but they should i mean at least going on with another spinner they could have tried a seamer and that one manchester i don't think it's a it's not a spin friendly wicket everybody knows that and also uh, there's lot uh, i mean there's a lot of talk of uh, holders uh, decision in third test of winning the toss and uh, choosing to bowl first with two spinners uh, that decision definitely backfired i mean many were surprised uh, i mean in the second test also he did the same thing uh, winning the toss and uh, putting the opponent in uh, but in the third test with two spinners i don't think it made any uh, sense uh, uh, at that point i mean uh, uh, any sense there yeah uh, the taking uh, the second spinner was uh, not a great decision i don't uh, see how in any way uh, the truck in cornwall had uh, added value to the west indies team uh his bowling was uh, very bland he didn't offer anything uh, batting wise he's a, a you know exciting talent in t20 but for test cricket i don't see that though in england's uh, seam conditions i really don't see how he is going to contribute with the bat and in fielding also uh, i don't think he's a big asset so definitely they should have gone in for uh, uh, shamar holder uh, yeah. but some yeah a holder missed the trick there and there has been a lot of talk about uh, west indies batting as you said they didn't have depth i mean uh, sharman hetmeyer and uh, darren babo refused to travel with the team uh, considering the uh, epidemic uh, pandemic situation and all uh but uh, i feel that uh, they wouldn't have added much value to the batting considering i mean taran bravo has best average uh, considered among the uh, current playing 11 he has the best foreign average like uh, the away average of taran bravo is very good i think he's he's averaging around 50 if i'm not wrong 48 or 50 uh, away in in the away matches uh, but uh, his record against england is particularly not that good uh, his record against in england in england he ha- he averages around 16 Uh, whereas against England, he averages around 23. And when it comes to Hetmeyer, uh, he didn't play a match in England still, uh, at least a test match. And versus England, he averages around 32. Uh, do you think uh, Hetmeyer uh, can be the next uh, Ben Stokes there? Uh, because both have that explosive game there. I mean, yeah, uh, Hetmeyer is not an all-rounder though. uh but still he has got that explosive game he can take away uh, he can blow away any opponent on his day uh but do you think uh, do you think hatmar has the temperament to me uh, to match ben stokes at least in the batting uh, aspect uh in test cricket i'm not sure i don't think hatmar uh, has uh, ben stokes temperament uh maybe if he's you know uh, given the responsibility uh he might develop into the best uh, player of ben stokes in another two years but currently in this scenario had he played the series i uh, doubt he would have made any impact but coming to darren bravo i think that uh, he has a really good technique when compared to other west indies batsmen he has some much better footwork but of course uh, his recent form is not good i really don't remember when was the last time he played an international away test match or any international match for that matter uh but uh, west indies did lack uh, left handers in this uh, series yeah. uh, apart from 
Campbell, I don't think there were any left-handers. Maybe that could have made a difference, you know, uh, his uh, technique. And he's actually a really good uh, player temperament-wise. He doesn't throw his wicket away. Uh, he knows the value of his wicket. So, for a test cricketer, I think he's much better than uh, any other uh, cricketer in the West Indies team. Tactically, of course, uh, form matters. He has not played a lot of cricket recently. But, uh, yeah, like, had he got a chance, might have made a difference. Hetmeyer, I'm not sure. Uh, he's primarily a limited overs cricketer. Uh, for him to become a test cricketer, of course, uh, if his role is going to be the explosive player, still, uh, you, you can't just come in and, uh, you know, uh, try to hit sixes and get out. That's not how test cricket works. Maybe if if Hetmeyer is given that responsibility and freedom in test cricket, uh, it uh, maybe it can uh, mature into something, uh, say, one year down the road. Yeah. I mean, it is evident that West Indies are a very pretty bad. I mean, they have talent, that's, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, when it comes to the temperament part, uh, playing out the bad balls or uh, looking out for that odd ball to not hit that ball and all, uh, maybe they should still... Uh, they're not a mature side in that aspect. I mean, uh, all the uh, West, no bat, no West Indies batsmen, at least in that uh, in that uh, series, averages more than thirty-five. So uh, that says a lot about a uh, batting lineup. And uh, uh, there's a lot to ponder upon. I mean, uh, Michael Vaughan was saying like uh, the top three boards, uh, the BCCI, ECB, and uh, the Australian Cricket Board, have to divert some funds to the West Indies Cricket Board uh, to improve their uh, grassroots level uh, cricket uh, because. Uh, right now, the West Indies Cricket Board has been facing a lot of uh, financial issues lately. Uh, do, do you think that uh, it is, it is uh, I mean, uh, necessity of the R that the top three boards of the international cricket divert some funds? Uh, because West Indies, definitely, they, have a, they are a pretty great uh, T20 pool. Uh, but when, when, when we talk about uh, ODIs or uh, TESs, uh, they are not, not that great a side. Uh, do you think that uh, this should be done uh, to at least for the good of the game uh, to have more uh, people playing uh, this game? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, I don't think uh, any of these three countries are going to lose anything, you know, uh, for to divert some funds. They're really rich cricket boards, especially if you see the BCCI. Uh, it's probably, I think, uh, one of the richest cricket boards in cricket. Uh, so to divert small amounts of funds to you know, a struggling board like West Indies, you know, because of uh, the board not paying salaries, uh, we have seen a lot of uh, West Indies cricketers prematurely retiring and uh, they have completely lost the, uh, you know, the passion to play for uh, West Indies. And uh, we have definitely seen a lot of issues regarding that. So, you know, to uh, to safeguard one of the like, most exciting uh, teams in cricket, uh, definitely this is... Uh, you know, this initiative has to be taken. Uh, it's not going to be much much of uh, uh, spending when when it's, uh, you know, when BCC has to look at it. Uh, so, I mean, like for the interest of cricket, definitely this has to be done. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, uh, that is about it. Our uh, views on England and West Indies Test Series and cricket in general, uh, considering this. Uh, do watch out this space. Uh, we'll be doing more podcasts with IPL around the corner. You are expected to have a lot of fun here. Stay tuned and uh, do share, like, share and subscribe to Sportsians. Thank you.